Thank you very much. Why don't you guys stay up here, Tim and Nikki? I'm going to embarrass them just because I know that they love that. But uh, if you were here last week and you were able to be a part of our Sunday evening service, um, Nikki put on a production and uh, she, uh, I, I didn't give her anything. I told the, the cast beforehand, I said, I forgot to go to the store to do any of those things that you're supposed to do, present flowers and all that stuff. But uh, I want to give them this and say Merry Christmas, but say thank you so much for what they do. And uh, Nikki works very hard along with Tim and putting everything together for Sunday mornings, and I appreciate that. It's a huge load off of my back, um, and I greatly appreciate their heart to serve and uh, with the Christmas thing that the production that we did last week. I hope you enjoyed that last Sunday evening. Um, it was all good except for every time I touched a microphone and somehow I royally messed that up. But nonetheless, that's what took place. And so there's always a humbling for everybody, right? So I got mine last Sunday night. If you were here, you know what I'm talking about. If you weren't, then you missed out. But uh, no, thank you for being here. Um, we welcome you to Oasis. If you're a first-time guest, we want to welcome you and thank you for, for joining us over the Christmas weekend and the Christmas holiday here. And uh, just uh, glad that you could be here. If you've yet to fill out a connection card, if somebody didn't give it to you, one of the ushers or the greeters, right in the, the chair pocket right in front of you, there's a connection card. And we would love to have a record of your visit with us and uh, to be able to meet you and know you a little bit better. Um, we're we're finishing up. We're kind of coming through the, the end of our Christmas series. We talked about, um, it's not about the paper. And uh, we talked about a number of different things with Christmas gifts and, and, and a number of different things along that went with that. We, the very first week we talked about um, how we get gifts. And some of them are, are good, but they're packed all awesome and nice. And then we open it up and it's like something just like socks and underwear. It's kind of a necessity, but it's nothing that you're really excited about. And you first start opening up, and then you get to that part, and you're like, oh, wow, well, thank you. Um, then the next week, we talked about those gifts that are returnable. Um, you know, those ones that you have no idea why anybody gave it to you. And it's either something that you just quickly return, or maybe it's something that you want to repackage and give to somebody else on a white elephant type of a gift. And, um, and then last week, we talked about the greatness or the greatest gift uh, last week, uh, we, we went into a lot of details of the greatness of who God is. We talked about a number of different things, and I talked about five specific points last week, and then I'm going to get into this morning, but we talked about five specific things last week of the greatest gift or the greatness of the gift of Christ. We talked about the time of the gift, and so we went into the history and the prophecy and all those kinds of things that went into the gift, and, and we likened it to a gift that we would receive if it was a great gift. Somebody put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. We also talked about um, uh, not only the time, but also how the perfect gift strikes a personal chord with us. If we were to give a good gift to you, it, or if somebody gave you a gift, it makes, it makes sense to you personally. It, makes, it strikes a personal chord, so to speak. And then it also allows us for, it grows our, our relationships. It enhances those relationships, the same that that gift of Christ enhances. Then we talked about the sacrifice that was given within that gift. And the last thing that we talked about last week was the, the name and the power of that gift. And so we went into a number of those different things last week. And as we were talking, we hit about that. And this week I want to talk about receiving the gift. 
So a lot of times I think, and, and, and I hope this all kind of wraps together as we, as we start into this, and, but we, we talk about the receiving of the gift, and as you receive something, let me ask you this question. Have you ever received something that completely caught you off guard? Maybe it was a gift. Maybe it was a gift that completely caught you off guard because it was so incredibly awesome. Maybe it was a gift that caught you off guard because it was so incredibly horrific. But you received a gift. How about this thought? Have you ever received a gift that you just felt that you completely did not deserve? Maybe somebody gave you something at a time. They may not have even known, but maybe they gave you a gift of money. Or maybe they gave you a gift of something else, but you, you kind of took it and you were kind of almost at all like, how do I even respond to this gift? You want to say thank you, but you almost don't feel that thank you really does it. It doesn't do justice. And so this morning we're going to talk about receiving the gift. And so here's what I'm going to do, and I've been doing this throughout the course of this series, and we've, we've laughed and joked on a number of different occasions. We, we talked about... Um, our dream gifts, and we told each other some dream gifts. We told each other those gifts that we wanted to return and send back. And this morning, I'm going to ask you just to turn around for just a second and tell somebody about the most incredible gift that you ever received that really kind of caught you off guard. Again, maybe it was something that was awesome. Maybe it was something that was just the most horrific thing you've ever accepted. But why don't you tell somebody right around you one of those gifts that was just the most incredible gift that you ever received, and then we'll jump right back into the service and get into the message here this morning. I think all of us have one of those gifts that you may have received that was good, bad, or otherwise, and it was that gift that you just shared with somebody. I hit on, just before I did that, a gift that was given to you that you felt you did not deserve, or something that you felt that you didn't earn. Or I was, I was watching a show last night. And I'm sure we've all seen these different shows. I think one of those shows would be like America's, um, what is it, the, uh, of course, now that I say it, I completely lose the name of it. But uh, when they remodel your house, whatever that show is called, does anybody know what that's called? Extreme Makeover. Yes, there we go. But you do Extreme Makeovers. Those are types of a gift that somebody knocks on your door, and I'm, a, I'm assuming that that would just completely catch somebody off guard, and you don't know really how to respond. I was watching, if you watch uh, Undercover Cop, or Undercover Cop, Undercover Boss, I was watching that last night. It was a rerun show that was on last night, and I always like those shows because, one, some of the things that they put on these people to make them undercover is incredible. Last night, <laughs> I was watching, it was actually Marcus's boss, or his owner of his company, um, but uh, they had this really long wig on this guy. And I'm like, Mindy and I are watching this going, really? That doesn't, that, if I saw that guy coming, I would think, okay, there's, something's wrong with that. But, uh, but nonetheless, we were watching this show and it gets to the end and it always goes through. Uh, they're, they're meeting people and then they give out a gift. And this guy was paying off people's mortgages. He bought cars. He gave a guy $50,000 cash. He did all these things. And I'm thinking, whoa. What do you do when somebody does that? 
I would love to find that out. So if you want to pay off my college bill, I will express to you how I would exp- express that and acknowledge my thanks. But, but what do you do at that point? How do you really... It's one of those gifts that you, you, you accept it, but you kind of stand there in awe. You're just kind of like, you're, you're kind of dumbfounded. Like, what do you say? You say thank you, you tear up, you cry, you do a number of different things. But it's a gift that, that's really not deserving. I, I don't deserve that. I've had those different types of things. I had a, a couple of different occasions. One, I was in college and um, it wasn't handed directly to me by the person. It was an anonymous gift of like $500 at a time where... They didn't know, but it was an incredible blessing to my family. But it was one of those things. It was one, I couldn't even say thank you because I didn't know who it was. But it was one of those, you you get this and you're kind of, wow. And I know $500 isn't an amazing amount, but at that time and where where my family was financially and different things, it was just a huge blessing. And, and I, you don't really know how to express that. And you don't really know how to receive that gift because if you're like me, I'm not a, I'm not a good, I don't deal well with asking for money and I don't deal well with receiving money or receiving gifts of that, that manner. I've been taught and I've always just worked really hard all my life. When I was 13, I started mowing yards around my neighborhood and I started doing those things to raise money and I, I, I've just always tried to work hard to earn what I get. And so if somebody were to give me something, that's hard for me sometimes To just accept that somebody wants to give me a gift. Oftentimes those gifts would be, you can't really repay them. That person that gave me that gift of $500, I've often, I've thought, man, who would that be? But I couldn't even repay that. I couldn't give that back to that person in any way. I don't have $500 to give them back. It's, it's just one of those blessings that you receive. I'm sure those people the other day, when I was watching that show, $150,000 mortgage, this guy paid off. Hey, it's covered. And he said, along with that, I'm going to give you $50,000 cash. And this big, burly, grown man just sat there and started crying. And then he got on the phone and he called his wife and they said, he, he paid off our mortgage. How do you receive that? You say thank you and you say thank you and you say thank you and you say thank you again and over and over and over again we say thanks. But but oftentimes we don't know exactly how to receive those gifts. And as we get into this morning's message, I spoke last week and I mentioned in in John chapter 1, we talked about a a portion of adoption. I mentioned a a kind of a, maybe a goofy story to start with of how just a family wanted to adopt and do those things. And they go through this adoption process. And I mentioned that last week. And and just the same as we accept Christ, we're now in the family of God. This week, though it may almost seem backwards, like I should have spoke on this last week. And I, I truly believe that oftentimes as Christians... We have accepted Christ as our Savior, but we've never fully accepted the gift that God has given to us. We've never received the gift that God's given to us. I'm going to use a couple analogies this morning. and I have this iPad. Now, this was a gift that I gave to myself. (laughs) Although when I got this gift, I gifted my wife with a gift as well. And then after I gave her her gift, I said, now can we go shopping? So I gave her something and then I gave myself something. But uh, 
I gifted myself, so to speak, this iPad. Do you know this iPad does a whole lot of stuff that is beneficial for a lot of things? It takes notes. It's a calendar. It's a to-do list. It does a lot of things for people when they speak. Some people use them as their projector, so to speak. You can, I could control this whole room with an iPad. I could hook this up to the screens back there and they wouldn't have to do anything. There's a lot of things that this iPad is capable of doing. But here's my problem. Do you know about 99% of the capabilities of this iPad I do not even know or use? So I got myself a really cool toy. But the gifting, the receiving, the things that this actually is supposed to be for, I really don't even fully use. Some of you would be able to get in your pockets right now. And just like I am able to pull out a phone and you have a smartphone. And this smartphone really could control your life. It's got your computer, it's on there. You can get on the internet. Some of you are checking football scores right now as I'm speaking. But you're checking all these things. It's got internet on there. It's got your, it's got your calendar. It's got your to-dos. It's got all of these things. And all of this was supposed to be done for what? All of technology is supposed to benefit us, right? It's supposed to make us better. It's supposed to allow us to go smoother through life. And we have these phones and we have an iPad. We have computers. And if you're anything like me, you've got it. But 99% of it you don't really even use Or you use it, but it's not really what it's supposed to be used for. The phone was never meant for you to browse Facebook all day long and play animal games on Facebook. I just don't believe that's what the phone was created for. Or to post on Twitter that you just had a good hamburger. Or to go and play whatever games you play on your phone. That's not what the phone was meant for. Now, technology is great, and I love technology. But you know, our phones and our technology are very similar to our relationships with God. And you're like, what in the world? Because I have a phone and I have an iPad that's supposed to help me through my life and it's supposed to do all these things, but yet I find myself using none of the things that it's really supposed to help me through. It's supposed to make my life easier, but yet I find myself just wasting time on Facebook or I find myself just wasting time reading random tweets from somebody that I don't ever know and I'll never know. And I find myself doing things on a phone, playing a game where angry birds, I'm killing, I don't understand that game. Or the, what's the other one, the, the, the guys running and jumping and diving underneath things to get coins. What's it called? Temple run. Whatever your game is, I don't know. But that's really not what it's meant for. But we find ourselves wasting hours and hours and hours and hours. I've done a lot of work with teenagers over the course of 10 years in full-time ministry. I've worked with students for close to 15 years. And one of the things I have found is if you take one of these things away from them, holy cow, you just, 
you just blew up their life. They don't know what to do now. How can I function now? What can I do? And it's amazing. All of us grew up with no phone. The reality of it is, I was 18 years old when I got my first cell phone. I went all the way through school without it. But here's my point. We have all these gadgets and we have all this technology and it's supposed to make our lives easier, but yet we find ourselves wasting. And again, I'm not saying that we waste our time with God, but, but here's what we do. We really don't take and apply the gift of who God is to our lives. I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, and now I have this really cool gift, but because I received something I didn't feel that I deserve, I just kind of push it off to the side, and I really don't know what to do with it, and I don't really fully use it for what it's good for. So what do I do? Well, things just got bad. I lost my job. So I get on my knees and I begin to pray. I just lost a family member. So I get on my knees and I begin to pray. I just, I just went through a, a bad situation and I don't understand how to do it. And uh, my family's about to fall apart. So now all of a sudden I cry out to God and all of a sudden the miracle is supposed to happen. And we go through all of these things and we have cool toys and we have this thing just like we kind of have a cool God. But all of a sudden, now I need to dive into God. I've never really just received the gift of who God is. And so many times in our lives, just like, and I know maybe that's a silly comparison, but so many times in our lives, just like our phones, they're useful for so many things. And the iPad is useful for so many things, but yet all I do is use it for things that it's not really what it's meant for. And though God is supposed to be there and God is there for all of our hard times and though God is there for every little situation that comes up and we want to lift up to God, God is there today when you just had the greatest day of your life. God is going to be there tomorrow when you are going to have a good day. And when things are good and when we cry out to God on a daily basis, God was meant, and I'm going to get into this, but... When I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, there's something throughout Scripture that talks about dying to ourselves daily. It talks about going before Him on a regular basis. It talks about having a relationship with Him. It talks about being personal. He's a personal God. He's an intimate God. He wants to know us. He knows you. And we kind of go, well, God, I, I had a really bad day. Can you fix that for me? You know, my prayer of late has been this. And this would be my wife's fault because she got into this reading thing all of a sudden. She's been reading like nonstop. And the other day I was kind of, kind of complaining to her. And in the midst of my complaints, she was sending me text messages of what she was reading. And I'm like, thanks. That's really helping me out because she was making me feel bad because I was sorrowful and she was like hey i'm reading this good book and this is what i got out of it and i'm like i don't want to hear that but one of the things that she sent over me over to me in a text it was out of a book and, and i think it's something that we know but oftentimes we pray for god to perform the miracle but we never pray just to know god God, we need you. We need you to perform this miracle. God, we have this church and we don't understand all of the things and we got this problem and we've got this and perform this miracle. Fix it, fix it, fix it. But I don't really even know who God is. 
And when God's trying to fix it and he's trying to do all these things in our lives as individuals, we're not looking for the little things to take place. We're looking for some humongous thing. And we miss it. We miss it all together. And so this morning, most all of us that are sitting in this room have received the gift of Jesus Christ. I would go to say that the majority of you in here would raise your hand and be able to tell me a testimony story of when I was X amount of years old, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Some of you may not be able to do that. But this morning, do you really apply? Have you really received that gift? Or did you, you kind of know God, you've accepted Him as your Savior, but man, you don't really know Him. You've not applied the things to Him. Just like me with my iPad, I've not applied all of those things to my life and to, to how it can make me better, but I've, I, I have that, I have the toy. And so this morning, I'm going to give you three quick things of how we can receive the gift. And the first one is this. We receive it with gratitude. And in John chapter 1, which is where we've been for the last few weeks, I'm going to read a few verses out of John chapter 1. And in John 1, it says this. He was in the world, in verse number 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And you're thinking, what does that have to do with being thankful? But it says there that verse 11, he came unto his own and his own received him not. Christ was born into this world. He came into this world and he was rejected. He was not received. That word received there, I'm going to get into the, the Greek here. But that word received is called paralambano. And it means to take unto. It means to take and to associate oneself with. Basically, how we would use that word today in our society would be as a husband and wife. I take you, Mindy Flanagan, to be my lawful wedded wife. I took her. I received her. I associated with her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive her unto myself. And as we look at this and we think of receiving with gratitude, one, those people obviously were not thankful for the Messiah that came to be with them. They did not receive that gift. They didn't take it in. They didn't bring it in. God sent his only son, and we've went through this all this, these last four or five weeks, but God sent his only son into the world to be born of a virgin, to be born in a stable, to be born in a barn, to be laid in a manger, to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. Yet the very people he came to save, the very people he was praying, would, 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 he was hoping would receive him, would take them, rejected him. There was no thankfulness. There was no gratefulness. There was no gratitude in that. And so many times in our lives, am I really receiving God? Have I really received? Have I really, as I said, that word paralambano, have I really received, took him unto myself? Am I associating with him? Here's what I did 10 years ago. My wife and I stood on a stage across from each other. We held hands and we said, I take you, Mindy Flanagan, or Mindy, 
to be my lawful wedded wife. I was unashamed to stand in front of everybody that was there on that day. All of my friends and all of my family. I was unashamed to receive her as my wife. And then so many times within our Christian lives, the the thing that we should be most grateful for, the thing that we should be most thankful for, which is Jesus Christ, so many times we will not receive him unto us. We will be kind of ashamed We kind of, yeah. Well, I go to church. And if it's kind of brought up, then we'll get into it. But but we don't receive that gift. Just like oftentimes when somebody were to give us an incredible gift. That we felt, you know what, I really, I don't even feel that I deserve that. Do you know what we do with that sometimes? That gift that. Somebody would come. I'm telling you right now, as much as I joke about somebody coming to offer to pay my college bill. I probably would eight million times over and over and over again say, no, thank you. I can't do that. I appreciate it, but no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Have we done that? Has anybody tried to give you something and you're like, oh, no, no, thank you. And we're not willing to receive that. We're not willing to, to, to take that into ourselves to say, thank you. And so many times, though you may come and you say, hey, Pastor Aaron, I want to pay for that college. Someone's going to, you guys are going to make fun of me at the end of the day. But you're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to push that aside. Because deep inside, I'm going to go, no, I, I don't deserve that. You don't need to do that for me. That's, that's not, you don't need to do that. You don't need to, to give me cash. You don't need to give me money. You don't need to give me a gift like that. I don't need that. Thank you, but really, really take that. There's somebody else that could use that more than me. And we do that same exact thing with Christ. We, we, though we may have accepted Jesus Christ, I'm not saying that, but though we may have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we kind of push it off. We kind of, we don't really... Let me kind of put that over here because I really don't feel, I don't deserve that. And so we don't take that into ourselves and we become ashamed of that. In Romans 1, in verse number 16, I believe it's on the screen, but in Romans 1, in verse number 16 and 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first. Again, the Jew first, which was who what? They didn't accept him. They didn't receive him. And also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. That is, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. But for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Man, so often we live our lives having accepted, having received Jesus Christ as our Savior. But we live without opening up that gift. We live without taking that gift in. We live without receiving that gift and we live a little bit ashamed of that gift of Jesus Christ that he gave to us and so the first point there is receive with gratitude can I ask you before we go to that second point are you thankful have you received are you ashamed are you taking it in? Are you, are you willing to associate yourself 
Last week I, I hit on this, but I'm going to do it again real quick. But the name of Jesus Christ. I mentioned that he was our healer. He was a comforter, a joy. He's our peace, our rock, our master, our light, our mediator, our Emmanuel. And all of those things we could go on and on and on and on and on as we mention the names of Jesus Christ and his greatness. And so many times, Christian, so many times we, we want to put that, that incredible box, that gift that we got, and we want to put it on the side because we don't feel that we deserve it. We don't feel that we... That's not really for me. Nah, you keep your money. I, I, don't worry about that college. I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And we do that with Christ. We just kind of push him aside and we become, unash- we become ashamed of who Jesus Christ is in our lives. Because we didn't open it up and we haven't received fully that gift of God. The second point is receive with humility. We receive the gift with humility. If you take this into, and you liken it to your own families and you liken it to, to your own, like even myself with my children, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to teach our kids, if somebody gives you something, you're thankful. You should be thankful for those gifts. But we should also be humble in receiving gifts. Do you know there's nothing more difficult than for a human being to just humble themselves before somebody or something. We're prideful people. I can handle it. I can do it on my own. But one of the greatest things that we can do is receive the gift of Christ is receiving that with humility. The gift of Jesus we should receive with humility. It's something we can't afford. I can't afford the gift of God. There's nothing that I can do within my power, within my being to, to give it back to him. I have to, it speaks very specific, but I have to humble myself in the sight of the Lord. I have to bow before an almighty God. If I, for me to accept Jesus Christ, for you to accept Jesus Christ, what do we have to do? We have to bow and humble ourselves before an almighty God and say, God, forgive me. God, I'm a sinner. God, I need you. You know what we all don't want to do on a regular basis? I don't want to come to you and say, hey, I'm in need. Over the course of the last three, four, five years, as our economy hasn't been great, many of you maybe have been in a position where before you were the one who was forking out the checks to all the nonprofits and saying, hey, take this and go get this gift. And maybe you were the one who would buy a gift for some other people in this room and were able to help them through their Christmas time. But now you are now in that spot. You know, the hardest thing for us to do is to say, I need something. Because that takes us as a human being. And it makes us become very vulnerable, very humble. Listen, I will work 25 jobs to make sure that I provide for my family. Because that's what I've been taught to do all my life. You're going to work hard. You're going to do what you can to provide. So in my biggest time of need, I'm not going to go to somebody. It's going to be very, very, very difficult for me to say, Hey, I, could, I, could you help me out? It takes humility. Do you know with humility comes um, I'm sorry, with humility comes a giving heart. Do you know the most humble people 
are the most generous and giving people. One of the things that we've done, and and I don't think it's going to work this morning, I tried, but one of the things that we did was, if you remember, about a month ago, around Thanksgiving time, we did the shoeboxes. And we filled shoeboxes, and we had a Christmas tree over here, and we had all kinds of shoeboxes all around, and and we did shoeboxes. A number of the ladies, I don't know, I, I, I would say your names, but I'm going to miss somebody, but a number of the ladies within our church took it upon themselves to, to be a part of that and to make sure that that happened. And we bought, we got, I don't know, somewhere around 100 or 120 or some odd boxes that we sent to these kids. I was hoping to show a video, but we, like I said, it wasn't working, but those, those gifts were received by children in the Philippines and in Mongolia from our church. Do you know, for us, as we become humbled, we become givers. As we become humble, we become generous. As we become humble, part of that process is that when I'm humble, I, I'm, I'm willing to help. And as a church, we were able to help a whole bunch of kids. You know those kids are going to receive those gifts with incredible joy and incredible thankfulness. I was watching one of the videos in the Philippines where they took the, the gifts. was a deaf, a deaf school or a deaf ministry that they work in. And the very first thing the guy says was, these kids, the very first thing that they will ever hear is Jesus Christ's voice. Some of them, the first thing that they'll ever hear is, The words of God speaking to them when they get to heaven. They're deaf. They were teaching them sign language. They were teaching them all types of things. But then they gave them those gifts. The humility of some of you who gave those gifts to a deaf child in the Philippines. And as we talk and we look into this thought of humility, receiving that with humility. John chapter 1 again in verse number 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In verse 13, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And again, this whole thing is talking about accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. And the only way that we can accept Jesus Christ as our Savior is to become humbled. In Mark chapter number 10, in Mark chapter number 10, in verse number 15, it says, It says, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. Do you know for me to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, I have to humble myself to the point even of a child to accept that gift of Jesus Christ. I have to take myself down to to really acknowledging that I'm I'm nothing but just a little child in need of a Savior, in need of somebody to provide, in need of a protector, in need of a healer, in need of all of those things. I have to take myself down to just that point and be so humbled to the point that I would say, God, I need you. In order for me to receive this gift with humility, I have to, I have to stop. And I have to 
be unashamed of who Jesus Christ is. I have to be unashamed of where God's placed me. I have to be unashamed of the thought of I am nobody except for who Christ has made me. You know, as we look in our lives and we look at all throughout this Christmas season and we look at this, these different things, so many times we're too prideful to admit our wrongdoing. Do you know really the only reason that people will die and go to a hell is because of our pride? Because I'm unwilling to admit that there's a God. Because I'm unwilling to admit that there is a heaven and that there is a hell. Because I'm unwilling to do those things because my pride has set in so much so that I'd be willing to, to risk all of eternity. What was it? This Friday was the end of the world. And we all made it. And people went crazy over that. There was a guy, this was on the good side. On Monday night, we went to the rescue mission. There was a guy that came up to my dad that was scared. What's going to happen if this world ends on Friday? Well, what happens? We were able to share Christ with him. And he accepted Christ as his Savior. But you know what? Just the same for that gentleman as it is for us. And as we look through all these things, the only way to do that is as we humble ourselves to an almighty God. So before I go to that next point, though you may have accepted him, though you may have humbled yourself before God at one point and said, God, I need you in my life. I I accept that I'm a sinner. I know that I need a savior. Are you humbling yourselves daily before the cross? It says, I die daily, Paul says. Are you willing to, to humble yourselves every day before an almighty God? How's your prayer life? Listen, for me to cry out to an almighty God takes humility. How's your prayer life? How's your walk with God? When was the last time you read, your, read the scripture, read the Bible? Again, as we go to John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? Man, when was the last time you talked to him? When was the last time you heard from him? When I get really busy and things are going the best that they can go, You know the first thing that goes? My time with him. Why? Because I'm doing good. I don't need that. I'm doing okay. There's no time that you need him more than in those times. Receive that gift with humility. And the last point is this, and we're going to receive that gift with joy. And I'm going to use that same passage and, and, and it says again, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And that word received in that, that passage means to accept and it literally means to be amazed. To accept, to be amazed. And if you look, if you go back to that verse um, number 11, remember I said that paralumbano, basically if you take out the para, But that word is lumbano, and what it is is to be amazed, to accept him with amazement. You know, oftentimes it's so easy for somebody to give a gift and we become excited, we become amazed, we don't know what to do. Our children get it on Sunday, or on, what is it, Tuesday morning, our children are going to do what? 
or maybe you have grandchildren or whatever it is, but our children, my children are going to wake up early in the morning and they're going to go crazy over some gifts that are underneath of a tree. Look, dad, Santa came. And I'm going to go what? Oh, wow. I think Santa came to our children this morning, actually back in church. But we're going to get excited. The kids are going to open up. They're going to start ripping into stuff. And the joy and the excitement, the amazement of gifts are going to flow. This passage says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power. As many as were amazed by him, as many as took him in amazement, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Are you amazed? Are you still amazed? Have you, have you accepted Jesus Christ and you're still amazed and you still open it up with joy every single day and you're, you're still excited, you're still just incredibly amazed at how awesome the God that chose you is in your life? It's so easy, just like with so many gifts, I have this iPad Now, I will say that I'm not one of those gadget guys that spends hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours figuring it out. But this was a little joke in my home that I was having a date with iPaddy. When I first got it, because why? You want to figure things out. Do you know the longer that you have the iPad, you're just going to kind of throw it aside. And it's cool. But it's really not as neat as it once was. I'm sure maybe somebody in this room had an iPad too. Maybe you got the newer iPad. And all of a sudden the mini came out. Now I have to have an iPad that's just like the other iPad that I have. It's just an inch smaller because now it's a mini. It does nothing any different. But you know what? Because this became a little bit old, it's not as cool anymore. It just doesn't have the same excitement. It doesn't have the same joy. It doesn't have all those things. It doesn't bring that to you anymore. And so I got to get the new one. I have to have the next thing. Do you know the greatest thing about Jesus Christ is there is nothing better. There is nothing newer. There is nothing. It's Jesus Christ. Here's what's new about Jesus Christ. This morning I got down on my knees and I prayed to an almighty God. And I got into God's word and he showed me something new. That's what's awesome about Christ. He didn't give us a new thing. He didn't present a new word. He doesn't present anything. What he does is he presents himself to us. And as we receive him, as we take him into ourselves, as we come to him with amazement and excitement and with joy, we grow and we grow and we grow. And guess what? I don't need to get a new thing. I just need to get more of the old. I don't need to go and I don't need to do the newest and the greatest things. And, and I don't need all that. What do I need? I just need to dive into God's word. I need to know him better. I don't need to look for the miracle. I just need to look for him. And as I grow, that joy just never ends. And though you may have had a good week, though you may have had a bad week, when we receive Jesus Christ, he is our joy. He is our comfort. He is our peace. He is our Savior. He is the Almighty God. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. When we receive Him with joy, we don't need anything else. I don't need the next new thing. 
Church, this morning, can I, can I ask you, do you still have the joy that Christ gave to you? Do you have it? Or are you kind of looking for the next new thing because the amazement, the excitement, the passion, the things that you once had, you don't really sense that you have anymore? Listen, this morning as I close, we've talked about a number of different things. We started the service and I asked you to tell somebody about an unexpected gift that, I, that was given to you. A gift that you felt you didn't deserve. Can I ask you this question? We talked about receiving the gift with thankfulness. We talked about receiving the gift with humility. And we mentioned it with joy. This morning... I'm going to go to guess, I'm going to guess that most of us feel undeserved of the gift of Jesus Christ. And because of that undeserving thing, so many times we just kind of set it aside. This morning as we wrap up and as we close, we talked of all these things, but do you feel like you're just not worthy of that gift? And so you're hesitant to really apply that gift? Do you feel that you're just not, you, it's not, Oh, God, man, I've done all of these things and God, you can't use me. God, really, it sounds so good, but God, you know me. All of these, my past and, and this and, and all these things that I struggle with. Can I tell you this morning? He does know you. He knows your past. He knows those things that you struggle with. He knows the fear. He knows the worry. He knows all of those things. But he also loves you enough to forgive all of those things. He also loves you enough that when I receive him, when I accept him, when I take him and, and I bring that joy and I, and I receive him with humility and I'm thankful and, I'm, and I have gratitude and, and I have all of those things, he, he knows me enough to, to say, but Aaron, look. And he shows you a scripture where he says, Aaron, look. And he brings somebody your way to give you the encouragement that you need. And he brings us just exactly what we need at the time that we need him every single time. This morning, have you received him? Like I said, I'm assuming that most in this room have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. But is the greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind sitting over on your shelf because you don't feel that you deserve it. And so you're not fully taking it in. You're not fully applying it to your life. And maybe this morning you'd say, I've never received that gift of Jesus Christ. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I don't fully understand. I don't fully even know what you're talking about. I understand Christmas and we celebrate it. We sing Christmas songs and Christmas carols and Jesus came and was born in a manger. But I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Maybe this morning you just simply need to 
accept him and receive him. Humble yourselves and accept him for the very first time. This morning as we're going to close, and as there's going to be a song that will be sung for invitation, can I ask you, Christian, what application do you have in your life from Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that was ever given? When was the last time you dove into God's word? When was the last time you took a piece of scripture that you read and you, you applied it and you said, man, God, I'm going to do this. When was the last time maybe you, you read through scripture and, and you read a prayer of God and you began to pray that prayer? God, provide. God, give me this. God, show me. Give me wisdom. Give me guidance. Give me whatever it is that you needed that God showed you on that time. Christian, don't throw it off to the side. 